Before we get into this episode, I want to invite you to join a community of faith-based storytellers. Yes, Faith Audio Network. Now, Faith Audio Network is our online community designed to sharpen and encourage faith-based storytellers to use their voice uh, and overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So if you know that God is calling you to speak up, if you know that in this season, God is telling you to use your voice, whether that be on stages or launching a podcast or being a guest on podcast or even doing an audio audiobook or some type of audio experience, then I want to invite you to join this community. To learn more, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. My loves, happy 2020. We are back and the Iron Wifey podcast is ready to be about the father's business this year. As you can hear, we have some new music and the name of the intro song is called Proud of You by Kalia Stapleton. Now, in this episode, I get the opportunity to sit down with Kalia and discuss her walk with Christ, her music journey in New York, her church, Hillsong, her amazing business, and even how Tinder led her to record her first single. Yes, Tinder. This is an episode you definitely want to grab your popcorn because we get so deep. Ladies and gentlemen, Kalia. Kalia, welcome to the show, girl. Wow, hello. Oh my God. (laughs) I am so excited to have you. I mean, I'm excited to be here. I feel like I don't even got to say nothing else. Like you just, that's that's it guys. She did the interview for me. She said everything. I mean, honestly, like your song is featured in the opening of every show. So there's nothing that I have to say. Like, nothing at all. Your music is amazing. You're dope. It doesn't matter what I say. Either way it goes, you're winning. So <laughs> I appreciate here. it. Can this just be every day? Like, let's just do this every day. <laughs> I can definitely call you every day, and this can happen every day. Like, we can make this happen. <laughs> Great. For sure. So I gave our audience a little bit about you, but let's start off with you just telling us a little bit about yourself. You want to know like my life story? Ooh, girl, let's start from the minute you came into this world. Well, my mama and daddy. Oh, okay. Now, maybe not that far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I am, uh, I'm originally from Michigan, born and raised in Flint, Michigan, went to school there elementary, middle school, high school. Then I went to Michigan State, which is where I met the host. And um, went to school for apparel and textile design, which is just a fancy way of saying fashion, clothes, all that good stuff. Um, But while I was in high school and college, I did choir. So I did gospel choir in college as well. Um, After graduation, I moved to New York. It was originally just an internship, but I just never bought a flight back, so I'm still here. No. <laughs> the plan was to, you know, like, finesse a job or something. I don't know. I feel like that was my, like, one of the biggest moments of when it's, like, step out in faith, where it was just like, I don't have to buy a ticket home. I'm going to get a job. And at first, like, I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, I'm going to get a job. But then, of course, you talk to your family and then, like, so you don't have a plan. Like, nah, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Thank God that it happened. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been really hard to be here without a job. And then I just started doing everything else after I moved here. 
Yes. Now, I don't know how you're doing everything that you're doing, but we'll get on that. Because, <laughs> girl, I thought I was doing a lot. And then I looked at you and I got stressed out for you. But it's okay. <laughs> don't be stressed for me. I'm stressed <laughs> as it is. <laughs> you're right. So, you literally... Followed your dreams, bought a one-way ticket to New York City, and ended up being the typical New Yorker because you made it there, so you knew you could make it anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not even it's it's a um you get this mentality once you're living in New York for long enough where it's like I can do anything because I've been here, and people that live here they have that too, but they always want to leave. So I think it's always interesting meeting people who aren't from New York talking about how much they love the city and then the contrast of people who are from here and they're like, I have to go. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's just because they grew up in like the fast pace, gotta do something, gotta be somewhere all the time type thing. Like someone from the Midwest, that's a totally foreign concept. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's fun. <laughs> like I think it's fun. I love that there's always something to do. I love that there's no limitation on where you can go because of the public transport. Like, mm-hmm. It's just great. Well, I love it. Like, literally, that was my happy place on Earth. And then I moved to San Diego, and things changed. So this is not my new happy place on Earth. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have your happy place. You gotta be your happy place. Ooh, so come on. <laughs> that's really, like, that's a part of what kept me sane, is I had to work through all of that and like I have to be my happy place because I you know I keep being changed mm-hmm. by all of the uh, environments like the jobs and stuff I'm a bit miserable and being miserable takes so much work mm-hmm. yes you are preaching now I want to jump back a little bit um it may be your childhood it may be your preteen years it may be your adulthood but when were you first introduced to Jesus Christ birth my mom was in church she did um praise team she was children's ministry leader or whoever the person is that's over it that was her um so we were in church for literally as long as I can remember like I'm talking no Halloween hallelujah champions night <laughs> church trunk, like trunk or tree yes doing all like dressing up as but I was Esther for three years okay oh come on mama <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> it was in there from since forever. And of course, like when I went to college, I I tried. I always think about this funny period where I tried to not be like in the church or like not be with God. I was like, you know what? I'm in college. I can go to parties. I can do whatever I want to do. I never felt so out of place in my life. as much as I wanted it to be fun like it was always hot they were basement people was fighting it was just a mess girl you I amen because I was in the same boat as you which is probably why we clicked so well because you know our fun was movie nights and you know like exploring campus and going to events and eating at the calf and eating at the calf Yes, especially Brody. Brody. Yes. Yes. Take me back. Take me back to when food was free every night. You didn't have to worry about no bills. 
everybody was happy with their lives except for class. You had an unlimited meal plan. You could eat whenever you wanted to. Yes. Take me back. I miss it. Let me just go back to school. No. Uh, <laughs> you go back to school. I'm going to be right here. I'm okay. Okay. So you grew up in the church and realized later on that basically it's just who you are. Who yeah, would you I say? I mean, it's all good. I was the exact same way. But who would you say is one of your most impactful spiritual influences? You know, I hope that, like, it doesn't sound selfish or self-centered, but I don't, like, I've always grown up being so independent in thought that when it comes to my relationship with God, I've been able to not, I don't, it's not that I've been able, but I don't have a specific person that I look to mm-hmm. for spiritual guidance. I'm very much like a piecemeal type. This is good when you say that. And I like when this person does this to the point where it kind of like molds what I envision my relationship to be. And then it's also forced me to like go back and say, hey, God, should I be doing this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know. That sounds kind of good, but mm-hmm. what about this? So I, I don't think I've been able to have one specific person that is my, my I guess, my spiritual influence. It's, okay. But no, that's it good. It's all about your personal relationship. So you rely on that more than man. Yeah. I've tried to be a lot better about not putting, because um, I feel like there's such a thin line between having someone that you look up to as like spiritual guidance and then where that person becomes what you worship instead of what the person worships. Mm. Like, I, I think that for me, it's hard for me to tout that line. So I just avoid it completely and just go more along with, okay, you have this good message and this is good, mm. but like, I'm not looking at you as the person, like I'm looking at you as the teacher. So what did you say? Okay. You know? And I know that actions speak louder than words, but I take the words more than I do what you do. I don't want to look at the person and apply what they preached to the person. Like, I would much rather take what they preached and apply it to me. I love that. I love that. I don't want to see you. I want to see the God through you. Yeah. I love it. Wow, that's a quotable right there. That's a tweetable. I love that. <laughs> You did that, man. I did no. a whole lot of words, and you were like, did you mean this? <laughs> no, it came out your mouth, all right? It came out your mouth. <laughs> now, how do you determine your walk in a city where not everybody believes or carries out the Christian lifestyle that they should? I mean, New York is, I'm not going to say it's Vegas, but it's a place of varying beliefs debauchery um (laughs) it's definitely been church like my church home i go to hillsong and i have like i'm involved on different teams i'm on the creative team i'm on the host team and these people have really become people that i live with uh friends outside of church you know it's not just people that you see only on sunday we hang out all the time and those relationships have made me more comfortable expressing my faith to other friends that I don't have that are church friends Mm -hmm. to the point that I just make all of y'all my church friends because it's either I talk to you about church or we go to church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it's uh it's it's and it's i got i've been really blessed i have roommates that are christian we don't go to the same church but that's fine like we love to always say that we go to the big c church which is the church of christ Mm -hmm. so it's easy for us to not do that whole oh you don't go to this church go to this church like we don't do that it's we've become more reliant on the relationship so that's what keeps my life in order because i get it at home everywhere else yes speaking of that i know the last time i saw you i went up to see a friend of mine in new york and i was just like kalia is in new york so i'm gonna hit her up and be like hey like i need to see your face and you were literally going from one service to the next so like i caught you at one service i was able to sit with you at that one service and then i left you and you were going to the next service (laughs) um it's, it's just become, for me, outside of church, I'm always the type of person that's like, okay, what can I do? What space needs to be filled or, like, what needs to be done? Um, and it's not, like, I didn't take this from about when you like, idle hands, whatever that, mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's not about idle hands, the devil. And I don't know if that's in the Bible or if that's just, like, the old proverb that our grandparents would say. But I'm always doing something, so it just felt fitting for me to be involved in, like, the church day. So Sunday is, like, literally, that's all I'm doing on Sunday. Most people know, if you want to try to find me one day a week, you know Sunday, that's where I am. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it's to the point now where people don't even ask me to do things on Sunday, because it used to be, oh, do you want to go to brunch? Do you want to go to this concert? Do you want to go to this show? And now it's, like, they'll think to ask, and they're like, wait, it's Sunday. Never mind. And I'm like, good. <laughs> That's good. And there's special <laughs> occasions, though. Like, I've had friends who the only day that they can do, like, their birthday event is on a Sunday. So for them, like, courteous, they will tell me two to three weeks out because they're like, we know you got to let your teams know that you can't show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> I love it. And what's it like being a part of Hillsong? It's such a, such a huge and international church. Yeah, it's definitely um different from every church that i've been at in the sense of how many people attend the church or how many people know about the church's existence but i think it's very similar to the churches that i went to because i was i feel i was blessed to always go to a non-denominational church so i never had like the doctrine of certain rules that weren't necessarily spelled out in the bible it was more this is how we interpreted it this is what we do and i've always been around that heavy influence of your relationship with Christ is determined by you and how you are with Christ. Mm. But these are, this is the basis of the faith. So at minimum, this should be happening. I love it. And that's the same thing that's, that I see at my church now. And I think the only difference with a large amount of people is that they push heavily for people to be involved in team, for people to have connect groups. They're actively trying to make sure that the church feels small, even though it's large and it sucks because most churches when they become I guess quote-unquote successful they grow and it gets bigger and that's what turns a lot of people off from the church but for me I love it because I have my you know like I have my core family I guess you would say like I can walk into church any Sunday and see someone that I know or meet someone new like it happens Mm -hmm. both things happen and I like the consistency of it but I also like the unexpected of it because I don't know who I'm going to meet when I go to church but I know that these people will more than likely be there so it kind of gives me both 
guess it helps with my slightly erratic mind. <laughs> Gives me a little bit of both. No, but I love it. And it it opens you up to fellowship with more people, just on a natural basis. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. That is awesome. So I want to jump a little bit into music. When I met you, it was MSUGC, the gospel choir. And we were both doing the choir. And girl, when you opened your mouth, it was like, Jesus, you gave her that gift. I can't. How in the world is she given such an amazing gift? And what are you going to do with it? Because I promise you, whatever song you sang, you could have sang the alphabet. But it was like Jesus was singing it himself. And I am so blessed to have been able to witness you in worship, but also watch you grow in music. So we are just going to start from the beginning. I know you grew up in the church, but where did you first start exploring your musical gifts? Um, it, it really was church. Like my mom would always practice the songs for church in the car. Mm-hmm. So me always wanting to learn something new, I would like mimic her. Okay. So I would just mimic this, like try to make whatever sounds she was making. <laughs> it was, must have been ridiculous at first because um, they used to always tell me, it was like, we don't know if you knew the words, but she was just, you was yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, from there, it's like I, and then I would you know, sing around other people. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized that it wasn't just my family being nice. I could actually sing. Okay. Sometimes your family is like, oh, yeah, get up there and do that thing that you do. But other people were like, oh, no, you can sing. So um, I guess the, like, journey of music with me was also about honing that gift, but more about uh, elevating my confidence in the gift. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's always somebody that can sing better, sing higher, sing longer, sing faster, or runs, mm-hmm. a couple of laps around the field. And I uh, really got stuck in the comparison game early on where it was like, oh, I'm not going to sing because you know, this person can sing way better than me. And it took a while, but I figured, uh, like, found out that singing is way more subjective than it is, like, who is better than one person than the other. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I say this to myself all the time. People don't like Beyonce. So somebody ain't going to like me. I'm Jesus too, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about in the music. People that don't want to say it, I just and I mean, some people, Celine Dion is their everything, and I cannot stand to hear that. I, I just, I would never actively go look up a Celine Dion song. Is all I would say. I don't negate the fact that she's extremely talented. It's just I don't want to. It's not your cup of tea. No, I don't like that kind of tea. Now you. No. You kind of grew up in the music industry, not the music industry, but you grew up in music. So I know that you were like yeah. classically trained and like like anything that had to do with music, you were able to do. Yeah, I took vocal lessons when I was younger. Um, I did opera when I was in high school because I was taking French at the time. So my French teacher and my music teacher really wanted me to do an aria. Um, I forget what the technical term of what that is, but mm-hmm. it was from Carmen. So it's the, a lot of people know it if you heard it. I'm not going to sing it because this is not that kind of mic. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I did that. And like, it was, it, it's, it's definitely helped just knowing how to sing different types of music because it shapes your overall voice and how you sound singing different things. How would you say music's helped you grow spiritually? Um, definitely, I feel worship is my, uh, my like number one spiritual love language, I feel like, because there's, like, I don't even know how to fully explain it still, but worship is such a place of just you and God, but also you and everyone else. Like, you feel connected to all of the people when you have, like, that universal, we're all singing one song thing, but then it's also who I'm singing the songs to. Mm. And I remember at one point, like, I was getting, I was super frustrated when I had first went to New York because I realized that it wasn't just that I liked to sing, but I needed to sing. Mm. And I didn't know that that was a need until um, I, like, reached out and joined the choir at church. It was like, I, like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just something that I'm good at and I like to sing every once in a while, but it's like, I have to do this. And I have no idea why he was like, hey, you, you the one, this what you got to do to get close to me. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. let me come sing. But I can't not sing, which yeah. doesn't make sense to me sometimes, but then it makes all the sense sometimes. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah. <clears throat> now, what led you to actually pursue this as a career versus just something on the side as a hobby well this is a very funny story about um how god will make things happen for you even when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing so i was on tinder and swiping left and right yes yes (laughs) and i ended up swiping on this guy and he was like because i think i put in my bio like i see and mm-hmm. do a bunch of stuff. He's like, oh, you sing? I have a studio, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I should come over and record. That's not what I was really talking about. But mm-hmm. he was like, yes, man, come over. We can do a song. And I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah, come over in like three hours. <laughs> I was like, oh, for real? So <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. But like the first song that I recorded, um, IBSW, the SBS Spiderweb song, mm-hmm. I wrote that an hour wow just ran over there he was like all right let's make this song but um obviously things didn't work out with him because here i am by myself Uh. Um, but (laughs) it was the catalyst of just like everything that i've been able to this year which has been insane so yeah god listen he equips the cold he does not call me equipped and Mm. i will fight for that until the day i die (laughs) Because there was no reason for this to turn out good in the situation that I was in to get it made. So No, but that's all right because he had a plan. And I'm really curious. So, like, I love all your music, right? And Mm -hmm. when you put out IBSW, I was like, all right, this is different. What was the inspiration behind, like, I don't, like, I wouldn't, like, were you reading, like, Little Miss Muffet, or Listen, like sitting I, there. I, I, I was not reading any nursery rhymes. I had not read the Itchy Bitchy Spider forever. But um, it's the funniest thing. So, you know, when people are like, oh, it just came to me, like 
that's literally what happened. I, so the way that I found out that, like, figured out how I write songs is I usually write the chorus first mm-hmm. and then build the verses around the chorus. And the beat just had this... Mm-hmm. Like, I heard that in my head, and I was like, okay, what are we going to say here? And I listened, the, the lyrics came into my head like a spider made its way into my head. And made its way down to my heart. For what I know will never part. Like, like, I was like, like, I visually have this image of this spider web, like, weaving its way through you and causing you to fall in love. And that's, like, if I could explain it, I would. But it just kind of was like, this is what you're going to say. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I went with it. I love it. So that was the catalyst to creating your own music. This year you released an EP, Hi. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, how, what was it like creating your EP? Um, it was definitely a learning experience. It cost so much money. Really? I understand why people decide to uh, sign a label so that they can pay for everything. Now, this you is like four, four or five songs? Yeah, it's four songs. There's six songs that are on SoundCloud because two of them, I could not buy the music before somebody bought them, so I couldn't oh. legally release it. Okay. So SoundCloud, you can upload songs that you don't do use for profit. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, there's four songs on the official EP that's like out on streaming sites that I can quote unquote make money for them but you don't really make money it's literally half of pennies on the dollar it's ridiculous um but you have to pay for studio time you have to pay for the music itself like the rights to use the music you have to pay for um like photo shoots cover Mm -hmm. art you gotta pay for the people to host the songs you have to register to a performing rights organization so if you do start to make money have a legal backing for that mm. it's a bunch of mess and then if you get really really deep into it it's possible you'll have a band or you'll have dancers or you'll have management or God, i don't have any of that yet but we're working on it hey that's a step in the right direction there's a lot of money yeah but you're performing like you when yeah. i look up on social media you have a show here and a show here like you're out there the craziest thing is all of these shows I've been booked from people finding my Instagram and like mm-hmm. finding one of my songs on Instagram or casually running across my song on like a playlist or something. I And this is how I know I have to do more work because I haven't reached out to any of these people to book me. So I've been blessed to have, I think I had like six or seven shows this year. Wow. Yeah. And it's been great. I mean, it's always hard because some of these shows, they want you to sell a certain number of tickets. And because most of the people that I know consistently are Michigan, mm-hmm. I don't get as many tickets as I would like, but it's a work in progress. Okay. That, that's awesome. I wish literally like every time I see you post about a show, I'm like, ooh, how much is that? Yeah. Like, ooh, maybe yeah. next time. <laughs> It's a little far. It's just a little bit. Just just the other side of the country, but it's okay. You 
through cash. What is it that you want people to get when they hear your music? Like, what do you want them to experience? You know, I never really thought of what I want them to experience because in my mind, I just want you to hear the song and take from it what you will or like what you need. Because mm-hmm. I've got different reactions from the same song where I'm like, oh, you got that. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And someone else will get something totally different. So I think it's like when I, because when I write music, it's me, I guess, giving like a, what would I call it? Giving a template or like a basis, what I think or feel with this. And then you have space to write your own story inside of that template. And mm. I think that's what I want more than anything is for people to take the song and then apply it to them how they would. I love that. Now, the one song that spoke to me, of course, is the song that I had to have in the show. Uh, Proud of You. Like when I tell you, when I heard that song, I literally saw this entire like sitcom play out in my head like I literally saw this entire show and I was just like oh my gosh that's gonna be the theme song to something that I do I already know like I don't care what it takes like that's gonna be the theme song to something that I produce because it speaks to my life it literally speaks to my life like like come on like there are days when I'm high and when I'm low like it, it legit, like, speaks to my life. And so I kind of want to know the inspiration behind that song and the process that you went through in creating Proud of You. So um, I have this habit that I cannot credit to myself. There's this episode of Family Guy <laughs> <laughs> where um, there's some bear and a lady, lady, the bear, like, this lady to leave her husband. It's a whole backstory. Anyways, at the end of the show, she's like, but I want to go out. And he's like, Stay in. She's like, oh, you can stay in. So he's like, proud of you. So I used to always ironically and unironically say proud of you to people. Okay. And one, like one, I, it was like one week or like a, a couple of days where I was just literally feeling 100% out of it. And I realized that, you know, I tell everybody else I'm proud of them, but I never say that I'm proud of myself. Mm. Well, something that I do because it's more or less, oh, well, we did this, but this part did go right. So it's not really done or you didn't really do it or it's not really whatever. Basically, like the down talk that we have to ourselves all the time because we have such a perfectionist mindset of how things should end up or should be. Mm-hmm. So I started writing Proud of You as a song to myself. Like, you didn't finish it, but you got this far, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, you, you got a lot more work to do, but for what you've done so far, I'm proud of you. And then it just went from there where it was like, well, what would I say to myself? Or how would I describe this feeling of like not feeling okay with where I am, but still accepting that I've made it as far as I have. Yes. And that's where the concept of proud of you came from. I love it. Now you start the song out with, I call it poetry. (laughs) But if you can share with the audience the lyrics that start the song in your words. (laughs) Okay. So it's it's, there's days when you're high and days when you're low, when all you have inside almost makes your head explode. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have those days. And if you feel this too, this song's for you. Days when we're high, days when we're low, when 
don't really know what I'm doing, working at this place I'm not really happy with, have this desire to like be creative and have a talk show. And it's just like, okay, well, let me just get something closer to what I want to do done. Like, let me just put a step in the door. Let me just step out on faith. And just those little steps along the way, even though I'm scared in the process, like just the little steps is like, you know what? That's something to be proud of. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of me for taking that step and I'm proud of me for trusting in God and trusting the vision that he's given me and carrying that out like yeah, piece by piece. Yeah, it takes, it takes time and it sucks because we're definitely in an era where it's, oh, I could just order it or I could just download it mm-hmm. now or whatever. I sound like such a good person. <laughs> but we expect everything so fast that we start to expect the confidence of ourselves so fast. It's not plausible. Yes. Now, um, where do you see your music in the next five years? Like, where do you want to be with music? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Um, I have to, I'm actually like a test myself today with just sitting out and trying to figure out, not figure out my life because I have 100% accepted the fact that I have no idea what that But what I like to have <laughs> in the next five years, um, I would love to have the ability to just do a show by myself, the ability to have music out um, and be able to fully pay for the music where it's just like, I'm the only person that has this music. I would love to have a dedicated team that helps me with everything. Cause like I do all of the promotions, the Instagrams, the uploads, the mm-hmm. write-ups, all that jazz. And I would love to have um, I'll be just like one or two people that can just like help with that. That would be great. I and then just to be able to perform in other states would be fun. Ooh, girl, I'm gonna bring you to San Diego. Just wait on it. Let me give me some time. Give me some time. 2020 is gonna be my year. I already feel it. Just give me some time. You're gonna be oh in San girl. Diego 2020. I'm putting it on my vision board. <laughs> so prepare because God's got big plans in store just wait on it take it money <laughs> okay so not only do you do music but you got like 15 businesses okay I'm a <laughs> alright I'm exaggerating a little bit you got like 5 businesses on the side um, okay, I think five, 5 sounds better tell me about your businesses Okay, so I'll just I'll do the list first. I think sometimes I forget, which is terrible. Um, so I do a podcast with a friend of mine from church. The ABCs I, of Adulting. Yeah, okay. Yes. I have the lip gloss um, and press-on nails that I do, which is K to Kale, um, which will be expanding next year. I'm very excited. There's two other things that we're going to add to the site. Um I do swimsuits, swimwear. I do crochet and knitting. So I crochet some of the swimsuits, but I also do like scarves, hats, all that fun jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hair, but that's just like randomly on the side. I have a brunch blog, and I've been working on creating a nonprofit for back home uh, called the Flick Collective. It takes a whole lot more work than I thought it would, but I'm working on that. <laughs> So I was right, like 15 businesses. 
Okay. okay. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Mm. Just eight short of 15. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do want to dive a little more into your businesses. Um, but first, the whole focus of this podcast is to be about the father's business. And I believe that when it comes to business, it starts first in the heart, then in the home, then helping others. So how are you personally carrying out the father's business? I feel that each business or like entrepreneur endeavor that I go into, I want to think about something that I have a passion for or something that like excites me when I wake up or something that's like, yeah, we got to do this today. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited and happy about it. And I think back to the verse where it's like, he will give you the desires of your heart according to his glory and how that goes. And I always look to see if something I'm doing, not that if it's profiting or if it's prospering, but if it's affected people in any way. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that a part of my calling is to just reach people and not just like, oh, I just want people to know who I am. But it's like actually being able to reach people and make them feel seen in different like ways. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen with each thing that I do is that people are positively impacted. Even with the lip glosses and the, the nails and stuff, that is um, a way that I saw to make people feel better on the outside, how they feel on the inside. Because, you know, sometimes you can't fully express what it is that you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you have like a product or clothing or something like that, that is a physical representation of what you're thinking or what you're going through, it's just like you're able to express yourself in a new way. And mm -hmm. that's how I see that as a part of carrying out my father's business, giving people a voice, giving them the ability to speak without having to speak, something like that. And that's how, and I always, like, I consistently, and um, I have a journal that I try to write in every day. And I consistently, if I feel stalemate or one of the things that I'm doing isn't going quote unquote well, I always bring them back to God and I'm like, hey, just checking in, man. Am I still supposed to be doing this? Mm -hmm. And then something will happen a week or two weeks later. It's like, yeah, you are. But all of your focus shouldn't be on this one thing. You should switch focus to this thing. Like all of the things have a season okay. is what I've noticed. Now, each thing that I do has a specific season where it's meant to flourish and grow to the point where I can let that thing continue on without so much attention. And mm -hmm. I have time and resources to do the other thing. I love it. What sparked that desire to become an entrepreneur for you? I feel like I've had this in me since before I knew that's what it was. Mm. Like I was one of those little kids in elementary school selling Kool-Aid in the bags. Okay, the sugar in <laughs> We was uh, selling them little braided keychains with that little plastic string stuff. Um, I started selling hats and scarves in middle school, high school. Like I would be in class with hats. I started experimenting with different designs. I had a website when I was in high school for my knitting and stuff that is actually still live because I can't remember the password, so I can't. <laughs> it's, it's quite stressful. Um, but I just always wanted to do that. And then my mom, she owned her own business. Like, she had her own daycare that was in her house. So she determined her hours. She determined how much she got paid, all of that. And I think it's just that um, idea of owning something mm -hmm. that you created and that 
have the ability to directly impact other people is really what made me want to do like my own business. Like I have this idea for a clothing line that I've had since I was in high school and meet a friend of mine. We wrote out the full business plan, not even knowing that's what we did, wrote out the full business plan and everything. And now that I'm older, I really think how much money it takes to do. <laughs> Cause we were like, yeah, this will be fine. We'll just go buy this building, have these people work for us, mm-hmm. make great. And it's like, do you know how much money that No. Which side note is the reason why I'm glad sometimes that God doesn't actually reveal our entire future. Because I feel like if he told us everything that we're supposed to do like five years from now, we'd be like, nah. Which how am I doing that? You see where I am right now? I'm not five years. And it's just like Yes, keep showing me things little by little. Just get me a little excited. Mm-hmm. Run on to the next checkpoint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people have told me, like, building a business is where they built their faith the most. So, like, like, how has your faith been impacted in this whole entrepreneurial process? You learn to trust God so much because... In order to have a business, like to make money, you have to spend money. Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time. Um, that is 75% of all it really takes to have, you have to have capital, you have to have backing, you have to have something that you are confident that somebody would want to buy. Okay. And then it just depends on what you want this business to do. Um, you got to trust God that you're going to get that return back. Because there's been days where I've just, like, ate everything. And it's like, I don't have any money. (laughs) All I have stuff to sell. And I kid you not, I'll get four or five orders that day. And it, like, triples what I spent. So it's like, all right, let me just stop complaining. Let me just walk into this knowing that I am where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and just keep going. I love it. Now, we have a segment on the, on the show called Girl Bye. So, girl, what was one of your biggest financial mistakes that you've made so far? <laughs> Getting a credit card in college. Mm. I am still paying it off. Me too. <laughs> it is like, if I had not had this card, it literally started like an avalanche of mess. Like, you know, the snowball dead effect to pay it off. The snowball mm-hmm. dead effect to gain it is what happened. So uh, I had two to three cards after that, maxed them all out, had to close them, paid them all off. And now this is the last card that I have to pay off. And it's it's a hindrance. You have to pay it every month. They keep adding that interest no matter how much you're paying. It's the most annoying thing ever. Like, it almost feels, it's never going to come away. That sounds like my student loans. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm on lowest payment plan, the lowest payment plan. <laughs> like, I have no idea how I did this. I think it was because I told them I was paying off a credit card bill, and like a short-term loan. But I pay $5 a month, which means I would never pay this back in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be okay with that, but I am. Mm-hmm. God's still working on me there. Uh, it's possible that one of these days... I'll just have this large sum of money, and I'm like, here you go. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah. I've literally, I've seen and heard testimonies of people's student loans disappearing or God somewhat blessing them with all the money that they need. Like, let's say the student loan was 50000 and then one day they got 50000 and $1. Oh, 
how are you preparing yourself to bounce back from the credit card? <laughs> the one thing that I've been trying to do, but I haven't been doing the best of at it is um i started reading this book it's called god money and me mm -hmm. and um it's basically a spiritual look at how your money is supposed to be handled and all that jet and what i noticed is that you know people we teach tithes and offerings mm -hmm. and that but we don't talk about the savings that you're supposed to save and how you're supposed to compound interest and all this stuff so what i've been trying to do he has this method. It's the, what is it? The 70, 30, 30. No, it's the 10, 10, 10, 70. Okay. So 10% of your income is your tithes. You can't over tithe. Like what you tithe is what you make. That's it. And then 10% is your offering, which goes towards whatever. Mm -hmm. And then 10% must be your city. I give 3% of my earnings as taught as offering and three percent as savings mm -hmm. and i've been trying to just keep up with that so once this credit card is actually paid off i have savings but another part of the book they talk about how if you don't have like money to act if you don't have it to save you should be using that 10 percent that you're saving to pay off whatever debt that you have so i've been doing that too what would you say has been your most worthwhile investment Definitely, I went on this, uh, let me see, I went on this, like, random binge of watching YouTube videos on how to do a bunch of different things, and, and I was like, one check, I'm just going to buy all of the stuff that I need to start it, and I think I spent, like, $300 on buying all of the materials to start the lip gloss and the nails, and I made back that money in the first month which was great. Mm -hmm. I had to buy more supplies, but that was probably my best investment just because it set me up. So certain things I don't have to keep buying, mm -hmm. but keep making profit. I love it. And now, so we spoke on being about the father's business and the heart, giving it to others with your businesses. How are you kind of carrying out the father's business and the way that you live, your actual walk, your home life? What I've started to do is live out things that I'm asking God for. So if there's something that I'm like, okay, you know, I have faith that I'll be able to make a certain amount of money by this time, I look at what I'm doing and like, am I optimizing my time right? So it's mm -hmm. like praying for better time management, um, praying for a better mindset when I wake up and like, how do I set myself up every day to get up and just be okay with getting up and doing whatever it is I have to do to make what I've been praying for come to pass. And not like, oh, I'm not waiting for God, so I'm going to do it all by myself. But you know, faith without works is bad. So just mm -hmm. asking God, what am I supposed to be doing for this that I'm praying for to actually come to pass? Just like, being more... Um, aware of like my place in all of the things that I'm asking and believing God for so that it's not just I'm gonna get a car but I don't have a license like it's yeah. just, <laughs> I do have a license but I, that was the first thing that came to thought my mind <laughs> okay well I absolutely love it what um, is the best advice you've ever received I don't, I don't know if this was like from someone or I heard this from somewhere but it's you are where you're supposed to be in your life's timeline. Like your life's timeline has nothing to do with anyone else's. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is you're supposed to do next is 
what you're supposed to do next. That's it. Yes. What's next? What is advice that you can give to someone who may be looking to do even one of the things that you're doing? (laughs) Um, Research. Make sure that it's something that you actually, not saying that you can't start a business because you don't have a passion for it, but that passion is what fuels you in the days that you haven't made anything in two months and you're like losing money, basically. Um, That passion is what pushes you past the point of, well, this isn't making me any money, so I'm done. Like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And it also pushes you to, like, do things new or change things. Like, don't get stagnant in what you do. Be open to criticism, be it positive or negative, and be able to feel through that criticism to see what needs to actually be taken heed of and what should just be taken as a grain of salt. Awesome. What is a verse that you live by? Well, it wasn't a verse, actually. It was just what somebody said in church where they were saying, um, hurry is the death of prayer, where we move so fast in our lives. If that's how you move in your relationship with God, you won't get anywhere because there's no depth to it. There's no no meat to the food that you're feeding your Mm -hmm. soul. So it's not a verse. It's more of an idea that you need to take your time with God, and that should also translate into your life gotta take time and what's next for Kalia Kalia is gonna figure it out (laughs) um (laughs) definitely being more organized but not just organized in the sense of "ooh, look at how organized I am but where it actually works for me and Mm -hmm. I forget things um and I'm able to use my time in a way that is consistently good and not just oh I had a good week and then the next week is like I don't know, I don't know. Or something like that. So it's just consistency. <laughs> I, I sadly understood what all of that was. <laughs> Somebody else, y'all get it too. I know y'all get it. It's okay. It's all right. I got you. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can people find you? So I have the social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter is K-A-Y never stops with an S of these K-A-Y N-E-V-E-R-S-T-O-P-S. Um, a website is Kalia.com, so just K-A-L-I-E-H-A.com. And that has a link to all of the other stuff on it. Okay. <laughs> Don't you have to give you like 37 addresses? <laughs> That's all right. Where can people listen to your music? I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, uh, everywhere so far. SoundCloud has two <laughs> secret songs, um, <laughs> but it's everywhere. So I think it's on like the radio, like iHeartRadio. People use that. Pandora, the um, Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Yeah, all of that. It's all on there. And it's just Kalia, K-A-L-I-E-H-A. Wonderful. And your new EP, Hi, is out. That's H-A-I. People can go check it out on all of those platforms. Kalia, I Oh, I totally forgot to say, Hi is an acronym for Here's an Introduction. So I forgot to say that. that, Yeah, I know. You did a whole introduction. (laughs) How did I not know that? Like I thought you was just saying hi. <laughs> no. 
I love it. Well, everybody, Hi is out on all the major streaming platforms. Make sure you check it out. If you're listening to anything that I do on Iron Wifey, you've heard my favorite song on the EP, Proud of You. It's the best, honestly. I mean, intro's okay, too. And, you know, um, I'm just a fan of Proud of You because I have a personal personal connection to that. So go check out Hi. Yes. <laughs> Go check out Hi. As soon as you get done listening to this episode, I'll have links below. And Kalia, we always wrap up every interview with the same question. Now, Iron Wifey is, our motto is, is iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another, which is derived from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. is iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens another. How do you sharpen other women in your life? I am the... Uh advice giver <laughs> okay I'm the, I'm the i'm the logical thinker i'm the person that uh my friends generally come to and it's like so am i wrong for saying this <laughs> like I, that's verbatim what most of them that's how they start out the questions and i'm like all right i don't know because most of the time if you gotta ask that you are but uh let's hear the context <laughs> and it's just it. always making sure that um you just continue to uh be aware of your place, just where you are. Don't take, not that you shouldn't take up too much space, but just be aware of the space that you take up and is it necessary. Amen. Well, Kalia, thank you so much for joining us on this show. I am so blessed by all that the Lord is doing through you and to be able to know you and to, to support you along the way is a blessing in itself. And I just want to just thank you for coming on the show, for sharing your wisdom with us, for sharing your heart and your gifts with us, and for sharing your gifts with the show in general. I really appreciate you. Well, guys, that's it for this episode of the Iron Wifey Podcast. Please make sure you check out Kalia's new EP, Hi, and support her in her businesses. I've included all the links below in the description. And make sure you tune into a new podcast episode every Tuesday, as this year we're focusing on guests and amazing women who are about the Father's business. I want you to know that Jesus loves you, I love you, and as always, I'm praying for you. Until next time, continue to sharpen the women in your life. This is the Iron Wifey Podcast.